Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. Welcome to Unscrupled, a subsidiary of Unspoiled. Today we are doing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episodes 10 and, oh no, no, not 10, 11 and 12, Ted and Bad Eggs, in which we discover that Joyce's taste in men is every bit as bad as Buffy's. Welcome to Unscrupled. bitches hey money it's uh i know you guys are listening to this like nothing ever happened but it's been a bit of a minute for us it's been three weeks since we watched a buffy and talked about it so it's true in the middle we watched a a, a movie yeah we watched rocky horror and i hope you all enjoyed that because i put it up on the feed yeah. so so yeah we have a lot to cover yes um, we do Wow. I was I was so high off Kendra that I'm like, oh, we're back to camp. So, yeah, it's a li- it, it gets a bit monster of the week here in the middle, but there's awesome things coming. I may have watched ahead, um, but it doesn't matter because I've seen it four or five times. So uh, what did you how did you feel about these two? I is it, it was just such a shift. Like I was so into Kendra that. Uh, I'm kind of glad I was live blogging on Facebook, which you can get a, get in on if you become a patron and join the Facebook group. Oh yeah, that was super fun. Yeah, because it it was it was pretty ridiculous. It's just and you know I've I've said I'm fine with ridiculous and I'm fine with camp and I'm fine with weird, but it's just it's such a whiplash from last time of so much character depth and you know actual tension. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so I think at least in Ted there was some actual tension. Um, Bad Eggs, not so much. Bad Eggs I kind of chalk up to being one of the lesser episodes in the entire series. As, but, a, as a piece of of something that I would sit down and – that I could sit down and watch, I actually liked Bad Eggs better, even though Ted was more hmm. fun to pick on. So. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. I thought Ted explored – I don't know. More of Buffy's psyche. Well, it, um, yeah, but it's – it gave it gave some screen time to Joyce, which is always uh, mm. always a good thing because, like I said, this show's big strength is the tertiary characters and how oh, yeah, well they're totally. fleshed out and how they navigate this world. But I think we should get started. Alrighty. So, Where would you like to start? Um, let's start at uh, Ted. <laughs> okay. So anything in particular about Ted? Um, it was just it was a shock to see John Ritter because um, I remember back in the days when he had his own show and he died and he was a guest on like six or seven other comedies. Mm-hmm. So the entire network television world just like had a bait, had a had kittens at that moment when they're like, oh my god, he's dead, and they tried. To, they, he even had a. He had his. He was starring in his own show, 
and they tried to keep it going afterward, but it didn't really work. Yeah, it's rare that you can keep a show going after the quote-unquote star, um, whether they're a star or not, uh, passes. It's just, yeah, I think I think news radio is it. Like, that's the only one. I wouldn't call Phil Hartman the star of that. I never watched it. I just heard a lot about it because when he died, everyone was like, what's this going to mean for this show that I didn't watch? So I, I have a secret. Yeah. News radio is bad. Oh. Yeah. The only good thing was Moritz Yerny. Ooh, I do love her. She and, was on and, ER oh, yeah. and she rocked my world. And Condi Alexander was on it too, but she, I think she left halfway through one season or something like that. So. Um, I don't know which one she is. She was also on ER. She played um, Dr. – God, what was the black doctor's name? Um, I don't – oddly enough, I don't remember ER having any black people. Yeah, he like was – at all. He was played by Eric LaSalle. He was the guy who, like, punched the surgeon. He punched the okay. floor in the, in the intro. Well, she played his sister, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they kind, sort of reunited there, but – Anyway, they were the only two good things about that. Um, All right. Seems so, legit. Yeah, but, yeah, news radio is terrible. Buffy is in, in a bit of a slump. So it turns out that Joyce is actually back on the dating horse. It's about time. Girlfriend needs to get laid. She, yeah, I, I kind of feel that. Although I was, I was not having any of Buffy's shit. So how dare this person be in my life? I'd rather have my dad. And I'm like, oh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, why? Okay, no, I'm sorry. That's totally real. Is it? Yes. Okay, I was. Okay, so I was 21 when my mom passed, and uh-huh. a few, few, few years later, my dad started dating again. And he introduced me to his girlfriend once he had one. And she has been with my father for, no kidding, like 10 years. And I still hate her. And it's not anything to do with her. Absolutely nothing to do with her. She's a perfectly lovely person, if kind of annoying. Um, I hope she doesn't hear this. Um, but, yeah, she's she's fine. It's just she's not my mom. And I had problems with my mom. But she's not her. And it's it's freaks me out, man. Okay. Yeah, but she makes my dad happy, so I'm just, you know, going to go with it. But it took me a lot of years to not be like, oh, maybe every time I saw her. Maybe it's because I'm not watching this as a teenager. There's there's a lot of elements of this show that I feel are just not working for me, but probably would if I was a teenager. Well, things, yeah, you're things like her them. not telling her mom what's up. And I get that that's a relatable impulse that teenagers keep a lot of secrets from their parents. But the smart move here is to tell mom what's up. So oh, that yeah, so mom can pack her up and move her again. Yeah, that's going to work. I, whatever. It's, you know, mom. <laughs> so it's, that is the smart move to, uh, to get her some freedom of movement so she can do her job. And it won't get her freedom of movement. It'll get her, like, grounded and ultra-protected by her mom, who, even when she does slip the bonds of familial life to go and fight vampires, mom's just going to worry. Now, I, I, I've been thinking about this since you first brought it up, and I totally get why 
Buffy has to keep this from her mom, at least while she's in high school and, you know, effectively human chattel, which our ch all children are. Well, another thing I'm just done with is pouty Buffy. Oh, yeah. Because it's, well, not, it's not a good look on her. She's a teenager. She's 16. So, um, she, Joyce is dating a man who is not a man. Yeah. Turns out it's a robot. Vibrate. Spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen all of Archer? Listeners, have you seen Archer? Uh, I don't think we can spoil Archer. Like we have. Spoiler. It's not a spoiler to say that there's a theme of fucking robots in Archer, and sometimes they vibrate. Just saying, and I want to know: Does Ted vibrate? Does Ted leave his pussy in the sink? <laughs> now who's a spoiler? <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. There's a pussy and there's a sink in Archer. So, And they're in the same scene. Um, yep. Yeah, we just, let, let's talk about Buffy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was, just, I was not feeling it. I was also, I think I was a little low-key mad at her for that terrible outfit she was wearing. Okay, you're going to have to describe it because it is lost to the annals of time as far the as The one that looked goes. like curtains, and I think I posted on Oh, Facebook. you did post a picture, and uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was know. really bad. It looks... <sighs> she has to come up with new outfits every week. What the fuck do you want from her? <laughs> I, I I liked the color, but just the sheerness, it just reminded me of Grandma's curtains, you know, if Grandma had some bolder color choices. Yeah, yeah. My grandma always went in beige. Like, yeah. why, Grandma? Why? Pick a nice jewel tone. And there was a lot of inappropriate leopard print in this episode. There was two. I oh, there were three. I didn't, I didn't post the third one, but Buffy, it was in the second episode, too. She has a leopard print pillow. Uh, all teenage girls who are feminine identifying have leopard print pillows. It's just a rite of passage. Really? I don't know. Ask some girls. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, some hundred percent girls, and not the genderqueer creature that's on the other end of this line. Exactly. Some girls who actually felt like girls throughout their entire life. Right. So Buffy is being pissy for because she's being a teenager, and I, I get it. It's it's a relatable impulse for a teenager, but at the same time, I'm an adult, and I kind of want her to. Um, not not be okay with it, but be less but of a pretend to be okay with it less for, her, for the sake bitch. of her mom. Deal with it in a more healthy, non-middle school manner, you know? Okay, yes, but she got a serious Wiggins from this guy, and she was right. Yeah. Like, she, he was bad news and, and was going to kill them all. And, like, like, I don't think Buffy gets enough credit for, you know, respecting her... Literally preternatural Wiggins. Like, she is known for when she has a bad feeling about somebody, that generally means that they're a force of darkness. It is part of her slayer powers, and everyone's just poo-pooing them. Oh, you're, you're jealous because he's not your dad. Ha, 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 you silly teenager. Okay. Um, so the, the gist of it is um, everyone loves Ted. Except for Buffy. And I don't think she ever ate the food, did she? No, she never ate any of his food because then she might – if she had, she might have liked him. But, um, yeah, she just was not having it with his food. 
first of all, it was all really fattening, and girlfriend's got to watch her, got to wash her waistline, even if she's the Slayer. And second of all, she just was like, "No, fuck you." I okay. I don't think she read Greek myth, but you know, she probably saw some Saturday morning cartoons that referenced it. And you know what happens when you eat that pomegranate? You're stuck in Hades forever. I may have taken this too far. I really want a pomegranate now. Just make yourself a pomegranate martini. You've got some of that stuff in your fridge. I know you do. No, I really don't. Like, I've sworn off sweet cocktails forever because they give me too much of a headache. So. Well, you have one, and then you drink a lot of water afterward, and then you switch to the hard liquor. Speaking of which, where's my whiskey? Um, yeah, so apparently he's an excellent cook, and he's I, – I was really mad about the pizza. I, I, I cannot say how angry I was because he pulls it out of the oven. And he shares it with Willow and Xander and Mom. Mm-hmm. And he, he pulled it out of the oven, and he's like, oh, these are amazing. Well, the secret is you fry them after you bake them. I'm like, bitch, no, you just pulled them out of the oven. You haven't fried them. You're holding up a spotless cast iron skillet. You did not fry those pizzas. Also, frying pizza is not a thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, I... I think frying anything's a good idea, but I am going to take you to a Texas State Fair someday, and you think you think all the fried desserts are going to be a good thing until you take a bite, and your aorta gets revenge, and you're just like, nope, I am eating okay. nothing but kale for the rest of my life. <laughs> I get that te- everything's bigger in Texas, but I'm pretty sure the Orange County Fair holds its own. I had, not kidding. A sloppy Joe on two deep fried Krispy Kremes. That's right. I did it. I ate it and I loved it. I think I had a heart attack just hearing that. Yep. <laughs> this last one, they had deep fried Slim Fast bars. What? <laughs> yes, it was hilarious. People bought them too. Oh my God! I'm. I wish I hadn't just eaten, so <laughs> so that you could fantasize about a deep fried slim fast bar. No, I I feel physically ill now. I'm I'm blaming you. This is my gift to you. So yes, so John Ritter plays Ted, and Ted is creepy and controlling, and probably a men's rights act, men's rights activist. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Like he's does he does not like women at all. So. Nope. 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 Women are there for him to lure into his nineteen fifties uh, sex dungeon, where he will murder them. But well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, he's got the. But the 50s thing is accurate. He's got these 1950s mannerisms where, you know, he's a take-charge, can-do kind of guy. And he has – but in the take-charge, he kind of has to be in charge. And Joyce goes along with it because uh, she's high on food. Um, Something. Uh, And he dresses like a mattress salesman. So Yeah. Yeah. And Willow loves her 9-gigabyte hard drive. I could not get that at – like 9 gigabytes – Okay, wait. I, I, I need to share something with you right now. What? My brother, who I live with, boys uh-huh. and girls, um, just texted me to say, you have no idea how amazing the Texas State Fair is. It destroys the OC Fair. I know. 
And yeah, my brother used to live in Texas for a long time, so I guess I have been schooled. Um, oh, the people listening to me that I don't even know about. Yeah, that's um, – oh, because he heard you. All right. Yeah, he heard I me was through like, the door apparently. He's at a Texas State Fair right the fuck now? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, you know, uh, 9.30 p.m. and November in Texas, but he's totally at the State Fair right now. It's Well, it's December, which means it's only oh, 75 shit. degrees after dark in Texas. So It's December. When did that happen? Oh, yeah, like uh, no. seven days ago. Uh, uh, yes, so a 9-gigabyte hard drive. And I actually paused there and, like, sat back and thought because my mom bragged about how we had a gigabyte hard drive. But that was about three years earlier, so 9-gigabyte probably was impressive at the time. Uh, oh, no, because, uh, like, it was several years later that I got my first laptop, and it was 5-gig hard drive, and I thought that was huge. Yeah. So, I mean, now we can blow just a single gig on just dick pics that I've received from the Internet. Yeah, I have an entire gig of space dedicated to, uh, like, desktop backgrounds. Like, just just that. Then they, like, cycle through. I've got, like, thousands upon thousands of them. And it's it's just sitting there on my hard drive like it's okay because gigs are, are nothing now. But the tech person in me was screaming that he was offering her another hard drive at, like, wholesale price. But then he's like, I have your upgrade, and he has a bunch of floppy disks. That is not a hard drive. <laughs> that is not what they were talking about earlier. I'm really well, mad about that. She had an upgrade, but maybe it was a software upgrade. Maybe it was – I don't know. Maybe they just count on people not knowing about computers because it was the 90s. Also, this is uh, closing in on 1998 now. CD-ROMs was how we – like floppies went – Outside of, like, kids in the computer labs writing their uh, term papers, CD-ROMs were how you transferred that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You can't do anything with three-and-a-half-inch floppy. It's, like, what, 1.33 megabytes? Yeah. What What are you going to do with that? That's, like... I think it's 1.44, yeah. but... Um, so I, I have a question. I knew it was something like that. Okay, so go ahead. I've, I've, is this the, the genesis of that line, the subtext is rapidly becoming text? Uh, possibly. It's been, it's been a week or two since I, I saw this, actually, a couple days. Because I've heard I saw that this. line a lot, especially in, like, movie reviews and TV reviews and stuff. So I'm a little bit angry that this is the origin of that phrase. Okay, so thing to know is that Buffy is actually the origin of a lot of clever shit we say now. Like what? I can't. It's spoilery. Oh, fuck. All right. So. Um, You'll see. Okay. So we've we've got the fried bagel bites. And I, I've, I love Xander poking uh, Buffy and say, you're having parental issues, which <laughs> I, I, I unironically love that because that's <laughs> amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and accurate. She was having parental issues. Yes, um, but yeah. So Ted shows up randomly in the um, in the school to upgrade the guidance counselor software. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, he's he's a salesman. He's not 
a tech person. Also, yeah, he doesn't install stuff. Why isn't he installing shit in the computer lab, if anywhere? Probably because uh, our Mrs. Pie Calendar has uh, would probably see right the fuck through him. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she has strange powers. So, yeah, so the the two real things going on in this episode is uh, an evil robot is trying to seduce Joyce, and his motivations are never particularly clear. We can kind of speculate on what he was doing and why. And then there's mm-hmm. also um, Giles and the computer lady having their first fight. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So what what do Giles and Miss Calendar fight about? I think I have to read uh, my post, my log, my live blog post. Mm-hmm. Giles, what kind of mood should we be in for this scene? Director, the morning after you asked her for butt stuff and she said no. Because it was super awkward. Well, yeah. It but was what like, were they actually fighting about? They were well, they were fighting about like she's been kind of out of it and kind of not interested ever since the 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 blue jello demon took over. Well, yeah, that's yeah, but that's legit. She was in mortal danger because of his troubled past. Yeah, that's true. And um and then they have this this passive aggressive fight and he says I shouldn't have bothered, which is like it's like Giles, that's cruel. Yeah. That's mean. Yeah. Well, Giles has a dark side, and we're just starting to discover that. And I love it. And uh, also, Angel is in this episode, and there's no reason for him to be here because he's he has fuck all to do with the plot. So, um, I think he's there to like so that we can show that all of the Summers women have terrible taste in men. And just, you know, it's like, okay, Buffy, you're going to judge your mom's life choices, but look at the – take a look in the goddamn mirror. You're you're dating your mortal enemy. He does have a very sexy chase lounge, though. Oh, for fuck's sake. But you know I love me no. a good chase lounge. Yo, you've never been gayer to me. Why? Than in this moment. It's also, like, it's perfect for fucking, too. No one loves a chase lounge, and I've never had sex on one, so I don't know. But now you have to get one so I can try that. <laughs> I do have one, except it has a uh, a couch on it, remember? Oh, yeah. Girlfriend, you're on notice. Next time we're at, at Money's Place, we have to have sex on a chase lounge. All I right. That. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this was, like, really cruel, and I thought they were breaking up, and I'm – I was kind of hoping they were because I was hoping Miss Calendar would exit stage right without getting eaten by vampires because she's still not in the main cast. And she's the only one of the posse who isn't. So I'm starting to get a little scared for her. Anytime she shows up on screen, I'm like, oh, shit, because I actually like her. Is this the last time? Yeah, that's what I'm a little bit worried about. Um, So... There's there's a mini golf. Yes, there is a mini golf, and has there ever been a more insipid pastime? I love mini golf. Well, then you're gonna have to show me that it's fun. Well, we have to get super drunk, so I'm probably gonna have to get a flask. I know you have a flask because you're classy like that. I have several now. Okay, so let's get some flasks and uh, mix up some drinks, and let's do drunken mini golf. 
Okay, but I'm mixing a classy drink in one flask and straight whiskey in the other flask. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, one of them's going to be that pomegranate martini we were just discussing. Oh, God. I'm, I so want that, but sugary drinks give me such a headache. Like, they just they dry me out so hard. Well, you have to do, like, an entire liter of water afterward and then switch to non-sugar drinks. Okay. But you can ha- always have one. One is a thing. Yeah, so this is this is where Ted's <laughs> true colors start coming out, and he accuses Buffy of cheating. And she's no one has ever not cared about a round of mini golf as much as Buffy here. Yeah, and to be fair, she was cheating, and to be equally fair, who the fuck gives a shit? Yeah, it, cheating at mini golf is just, like, not... Like, I kind of expect you to cheat at mini-golf. If you don't cheat, then you're just not trying hard enough. Yeah. And it's it's like cheating at mini-golf is – the whole point is you're supposed to hit the ball and make – the fun part is getting through the windmill and around the thing and, you know? So, I mean, cheating would be what? Picking it up and tossing it in? That's not – there's no satisfaction there. Yeah. Pretty much she just wanted to be done with her turn because she just was not having a good time. And, right. And know. Ted threatens to slap her. Yeah. And then immediately shifts again when Joyce comes within earshot. So, yeah. uh, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I can't work a fan theory about how JD's dad from Scrubs is uh, here. <laughs> What? I never got that far in Scrubs, I guess. Um. No, yeah, he plays JD's dad. So it's it's one of the shocking things about Scrubs is that um, the guy who plays his brother and the guy who plays – and John Ritter who plays his dad really look like they're related. Mm. Like, it's fucking scary. And these these three are genetically strangers, and they look like, like family. <laughs> Fun. Well, sometimes people look alike. Yeah, and it's it's clear that they both got those roles because they looked so much like them. But Yep. Yep. It, it was it was Maybe just very it. scary, but I kind of liked the idea that cuz it it kind of fit with JD's dad's character in that he was a low-rent salesperson who just like who could never get a break and um was kind of a shithead. Oh yeah, that would have been a great like a crossover. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, wait, but do you know that JD's father wasn't a psycho robot from the 50s? Yes, we do. Damn it! <laughs> so, um, of all the weird shit that happened in Scrubs, JD's dad being a, a robot from the 50s was not one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, did they ever show him as not a robot? Like, convincing? Well, when he died, they did, so. Oh, gosh. Damn it. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> also, he farted, so... I don't think the robot farts. Um, he might, but he probably wouldn't do it around females. You know, yeah. the ladies. It was actually it was actually a really good scene when he comes in. He's like, "So guys, what's your farting policy here?" And Turk says, "Let her rip, dude." So. Okay. Like you do. All right. Okay. We've been talking about scrubs for a while. Um, okay. Anyway, back to back to Buffy. So. They have mini golf. He threatens Buffy. He's wearing the pale yellow shirt, and when he has the shades down, he looks like the sun when you win Minesweeper. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. I know that's cruel to say, 
but that was when he put that on. I was like, oh my god! I just I cleared all the mines. I feel so much better now. Oh man, I okay. So my problem with that shirt was, you know, a it's not his color, and b it was see through. So I could see his undershirt. It's just this very thin material, and he's standing in daylight, and I could I, I could see his arms and where, like, the ends of his undershirt were, and that always bothers me. It's like, buy a thick shirt, dude. Okay. I wear a lot of dark muted colors, so you can't really see through mine. Exactly. Being able to – there's something really creepy about men wearing button-down shirts that you can see through. There's uh, – it just – Ah, uh, there's there's something about it that really just makes my skin crawl, and I don't know why. Um, yeah. So, um, now remember the the curtain shirt I was talking about earlier? Yeah. I thought that was the worst thing that Buffy could wear. You thought it was, but then I, you were proven wrong. You know how I was proven wrong because I saw her from the bottom half when she arrived at school, and she had a motherfucking camel toe. <gasps> And I'm going to have to rewind and find it. I can't unsee that. Yeah, you know every inch of her labia now. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where yeah. the labia is. Um, they're the the pieces that would be balls if, if you were a dude and your clitoris was a penis. So they're like that's, on the sides? Yeah, that's the outer labia. Okay. And then there's inner labia. This has been... Vulva talk with bitches and money. Vulva talk with bitches and money. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember that scene in Orange is the New Black when Laverne Cox is showing, this is how a vagina works. Oh, my God. And I had to ask you, is that mansplaining? <laughs> like, like we could have an entire... That is offensive a- on so many levels, and I love I- it. I know, it's like I could write a paper about, like, is this man splating? And, like, I really, like, I think even Laverne Cox would be like, I'm so offended, but I can't stop laughing. Oh, my <laughs> God. If, anyone, if any of you listeners uh, know Laverne Cox, can you ask her that and see if she laughs? <laughs> so. Just like, okay, you know that scene in Orange is the New Black where you're explaining to a passel of bio women, uh, you know, how their vaginas work? Really, could you tell me? Was that mansplaining? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I suspected something that was up with the food, but I was so angry that they pretended that the Chips Ahoy were homemade cookies. That, <laughs> like, that was where my ire was. So I was like, oh, fucking, he's such a fucking liar. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could forgive everything else, even threatening to hit Buffy, but as soon as he passed those Chips Ahoy off, of, off as, like, actual cookies you're like no he's a monster no it's like i was mad at passing it off so i didn't think any harder about the there could be drugs in the food you know oh it kind of distracted me um so i didn't there have to be drugs in it to eat chips ahoy without gagging well without milk you mean no i mean without gagging i can't stand like unless there's soft chips ahoy you've never had chewy chips ahoy no, Chewy Chips Ahoy are awesome, but the, but the hard ones are, are like – but the hard ones are like a war crime. Oh, like yeah. why would you do that to your kids and tell them it's a treat? Yeah. Are you are you trying to make them anorexic? Because that's what's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, so she decides to uh, – she asks Willow to look into Ted, and then she follows him to work. And right. he is an over-the-phone salesperson, and he's the best salesperson. 
Okay, I work with a lot of over-the-phone salespeople, and let me tell you, scum of the earth. Yeah, I, I like, can imagine. They, I don't think they know how to speak without lying. Like, And if any of you listeners are over-the-phone salespeople, please feel free to defend your honor or just admit to your lack of soul, whichever floats your boat. Um, but yeah, like, like all of our, our sales dudes just lie all the time and it makes my job really hard and I, it makes me want to stab them, stab them with possibly the scissors at my desk. I haven't done it yet, but that day is coming. Yeah. So he's, he's got no, nothing at his desk that he shares with his cube mate, (laughs) which is a very, a very depressing um, a very depressing development. Yeah, in in phone sales jobs, you need like room to move around and keep your energy up. Yeah, but apparently he doesn't because he's a machine, and also he's the best salesman they have. Right. Um. So Cubemate meets Buffy, and she's. I don't think she really learns anything here other than he's good at what he does. No, she totally learns something. She learns that he's taken off two weeks in June because he says he's getting married. Oh, that's married. right. He's getting uh-huh. married in June, and I'm like – And let, let me tell you, that is a cold shiver down your spine when you hear that. Um, like, okay, so I found out a couple of months ago through my aunt mom that my dad was planning on marrying said girlfriend that I've already discussed. And, you know, I took a week or two to, like, digest that information and not, you know, rage at him. And I never let Dad know that I knew, even though, you know, he he didn't tell me. So, yeah, just Aunt Mom told me. And for those who don't know about my family, my Aunt Mom's my father's sister. So it gets weird. Just go with it. Um, so the way I found out officially was at my grandmother's funeral when he was giving a eulogy. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's just an icy thing right down your back. Thank God I knew ahead of time. So I didn't like flip shit right there in the church. Cause I might've, um, he later apologized to me cause he knew that was bad. Um, it, right then is not the time to find out one of your parents is uh, getting married. So I, and the idea that Buffy is in, in this moment is, oh my God, are they engaged? And mom didn't tell me. And that. Parental issues. Parental issues. Yes. But like for something that big, that's going to change her entire life. You start to flip shit a little bit. Like, absolutely. Of course she's going to be all, all freaked out over this. Like some dude's gonna, some dude who threatens her with physical violence is gonna move into her home. Right, and I was looking at it from an adult perspective, and that like, wait, they've only known each other a couple of months. He's, they're already getting married. Big red flag. Oh yeah, oh that's, yeah. That's like I was thinking, holy oh, shit, abusive relationship already. <clears throat> so, which we already we had a taste of because he threatened to hit her. So. And he just again with the decidery thing, he yeah. has to be the decider. Like, he starts to, like, tell Joyce how to parent Buffy, and she's like, okay, that sounds reasonable. It's like, fuck no! You're the decider, Joyce. You're the mom. Don't don't be doing that shit. Right. And then after this, we cut to dinner. And they're eating dinner by candlelight at what looked about to be about 4.30 p.m. 
So there was a lot of natural light in that shot. So, yeah, there is. Um, so I think they were having ravioli and a green salad, which I was really hungry for right then. Um, so, yeah, but that's that's when I actually put together, oh, there's something in the food, because I noticed Buffy wasn't eating. Oh, yeah, she she just, yeah, wasn't having it. I really hope she was hitting some fast food on the way home, because he was cooking every meal for a while there. Yeah. Like, she must be been hungry. Maybe that's also why she was cranky. She, cranky, she was just hangry. Yeah, hangry Seems Buffy. Legit. Hangry Buffy is a mean Buffy, yo. I'm going to turn on this uh, floor heater because I'm slowly freezing to death, so tell me if you can hear it. I can hear you flipping the switch, but I can't hear it. Ah. Okay, it's going now. Is everyone warmer? I hope so, because I am. <laughs> um, I, well, I'm fine up here, but you're in the desert, so it's probably fucking frigid out there. Um, eh, it's not as cold as it could be. I mean, I've been in colder places, but I'm, I'm personally not good at keeping my own body heat. Right. So, so yeah. I, noticed, I noticed that Buffy's room keeps getting progressively bigger. Oh, yeah, because they have more budget. Right. So they keep building this room. And I was I'm so mad that the wallpaper matches her bedspread because that is – no. You can never unsee that. You're going to think of that every time you get laid now. Well, I, if, I'm not getting laid if he has wallpaper. <laughs> I, like, nope, I am out. I can deal with the 60s maritime motif. I can deal with six or seven Pomeranians. But <laughs> wallpaper, date's over. Like wallpaper and or a copy of anything by Ayn Rand on his bookshelf. Um, nope, I'm done. Oh, it is important to know your enemy. Yes. So um, she sneaks out and she sneaks back in and uh, Ted confronts her. Yeah. After having because... read his diary or her diary. Yeah, and sitting creepily in her room. Like, where did Joyce think he was during all of this? I'm assuming because he was a robot that he kind of, like, laid down with her and waited till she fell asleep. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. But, but, ah. It didn't seem that late. But then again, oh, yeah, and then she pushed him down. Oh, man, he's sleeping over? Yeah, he's sleeping over, and, you know... I've, I'm told that sex on ecstasy is amazing. So, I I I'm told that too. I don't want to try it because I figure it'll ruin regular sex. Uh, yeah, that's that's the reason I'm never gonna do it either. Yeah, it's just like, well, this this is awesome, but it could be so much better. Right? No, no. So there's a fight scene which was not very well choreographed, um, <laughs> and he gets pushed down the stairs and he's dead. Yes. Um, and and so, Buffy is racked with guilt. And suddenly the, the Rancho Cucamonga Police Department finally does something. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's an interrogation scene and, uh, you know, and which goes nowhere. I mean, they like they forget about it as soon as uh, the robot comes back. Well, okay, so... The thing is, though, like, he fell down some stairs, and, like, they they really can't prove that Buffy wasn't provoked in some way. I mean, what are they going to arrest her for? Well, I mean, it's like, they come in, they interrogate everyone, they let him go home, and then 
it's like nothing ever happened, right? Okay, yeah. It's, it, everyone just sort of forgets that the cops were called and anything. So, and then the next day oh. at school, we get, um, and I, I kind of liked the guilt that Buffy was dealing with and that she killed someone who, like, was just an asshole, was not a demon. Yeah. And Willow is winning the ugly sweater contest by a lot. Yeah, Willow has an entire collection of ugly sweaters. But this one is, oh my god, it's like that pale, it's not even even green enough to be a refrigerator in 1978. Combined with the um, fluorescence of Taco Bell nachos. So I think this is representative of Willow's mom still shopping for her. Because we all we all had that switch the the day we got to shop for ourselves and we and we would like you know try new things and stuff, but that time when our parents shopped for us and they would put us in the most god awful crap, because they thought it was adorable or it was on sale or it was you know in a bin somewhere or you know your aunt Gladys sent this or it's warm. And oh man, some of the clothes are just so bad. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's I blame it, Willow's mom. It's is what really I'm garish. It's not the kind of thing you want to put on a redhead. So no, no. I and I think I think Willow might be a de novo redhead in her family. Okay. Yeah, she just happened. But she does have roots, so. Well, yeah. And if you if you think I didn't notice showrunners, costume people, hair and makeup people. I always notice that shit, especially when you part her hair so garishly. Well, you know, room if, to grow. <laughs> um, all right. So in the meantime, uh, that night, Giles and Miss Calendar have sort of makeup over him doing some vampire hunting in Buffy's ac- absence. Yeah, Buffy's too racked with guilt to go to work, so Giles fills in, um, you know, like like you do. And doesn't does, doesn't he get hurt? Yes, um, he got <laughs> shot almost in the booty. She shoots him in the kidney. She meant to shoot the vampire, um, and then he yanks it out of his kidney and stabs the vampire in the heart. Which so, is pretty goddamn metal. It is pretty metal. It's just I'm also like, you got shot in the kidney. Your accuracy is going to be a little bit off. Um, adrenaline. He's still like. I've never seen adrenaline help in marksmanship. You want to be calm. so um, It's not marksmanship when you're stabbing. <laughs> it's just stabbing at that point. Okay. And he's, he's stabbing at point-blank range. I mean, he's on top of the dude. So and- this calendar has borrowed Buffy's slash Angel's leather jacket for the night. Well, yeah, seems legit. It's, you know, protective. It's hard to bite through. And yeah, that's how they make up. And even though she shot him, they're still they're now on better terms. Well, he got her attacked by a goo monster, so I figure they're even now. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. These relationships are so fucking complicated. It gets worse. So, um, <laughs> Ted shows right the fa- right the fuck up again, and I was like, okay, either he's a ghost or. Or maybe it's the manifestation of her guilt. No, he's just a fucking robot. Yeah. I actually really liked that he was just a robot. Having him be something mysterious and and otherworldly would have been too easy. 
But having him be something mysterious and otherworldly makes sense on the Hellmouth. Yes, but... I, 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 I get that Satan's vagina just has, like, this gravitational pull for all the weirdness in the world, but I don't feel like a robot would qualify. Mm, he is pretty glitchy, and he's been there for a while because all his wives are there. So I think he's kind of just been, always been there, and the supernatural part of it was whatever fucker built his ass. It seems like an awful coincidence, so. Mm, I think I think the Hellmouth kind of taints the minds of geniuses in its vicinity. You're right. And honestly, like, I was not having this final fight scene. Um, Joyce takes a punch and gets knocked out, and everyone needs to get some CAT scans to see if they've had some. Yeah, people get knocked out a lot. Yeah, it's I, it's it. My mom drilled it into me that like you know, losing consciousness is very very bad from a head from a blow to the head. So yeah. I I, I kind of cringe every time I see it because I know that it's something that Hollywood invented and I'm like, um, are you gonna be the one the one show that doesn't play by that trope? But no, there hasn't been one yet. Yeah, no. Um... Yeah, the idea that, you know, just a conk to the noggin and you're you're asleep and not, you know, brain damaged is really, really damaging to our society. Right. Um, so there's a there's a final fight. It wasn't very interesting, and I don't even really remember much of it. I do remember Willow and Cordelia and Xander breaking into his house, um, and Cordelia's like, this rug doesn't go with anything. And I'm like, this show should follow her. <laughs> Because uh, as yeah. dumb as she is, she's so fucking perceptive. Oh, the, and that's the thing. She It's not that she's dumb. It's that she's vapid. Like, she's got all the machinery in there, but she's just running a screensaver a lot of the time. Or playing solitaire. Maybe Minesweeper. Yeah, that's the theme. She's playing Minesweeper a you lot of the time. We're all playing Minesweeper. So I actually downloaded a Minesweeper app after... After I watched this, so I think. Oh man, I was really good at that game. I used to play the the easy one for speed. Ah, I got it down to like twelve seconds. Wow, that's impressive. It is impressive. You should do a let's play. What is that? That's where you stream yourself playing a game. Yeah, um, I think that would be. Oh man. A very short video. Well, no. See, the problem is I have this addiction to video games, and that would just be enabling it on a global scale. I would never do anything else. That would be a problem. Never, never can I have that thing. I can't, like I have. I need to take Angry Birds off my phone because whenever I'm on break or anything, I spent 30 minutes playing Angry Birds in my dark truck before driving home because I because there was a time limit on something that I wanted to get. That's a fucking problem. Yeah, this to... is why I don't I don't really do mobile games other than like Sudoku because like I don't know they're really insidious of how they they handle yeah. things. But let's go. I can't have show. any games. It's a um, problem. He finds even now I want to play Zelda. He finds four skeletons in the closet. Yeah. And um, and that's like so everyone learns and so I didn't really. So apparently someone built a robot to look just like them and died. And the robot is seducing and killing women. Why? I didn't really get that. Um, I think he just had a buggy program. 
Okay. I, I think, okay, so I don't know, was it ever said that he looked just like whoever made him? I don't think that was uh, established. I think he was built to be the perfect husband in the 50s, and part of his code just didn't work right, and so by being the perfect husband, he tried to create the perfect wife, and he just, you know, would not take care of them properly or try to enforce his will, and they died that way. Okay. Um, yeah, and then... That's well, my that's my headcanon. That's how it works for me. Sure. And and it's, I, it's just so campy that I, like, don't even know if... I don't even know if I care, you know? I, I, I thought... I loved how ridiculous it was. I was actually <laughs> having fun picking on it. So, Yay! Um, and well, my final I'm... comment for this episode, because we need to move on, is yes. um, Willow's skirt that has the Georgia O'Keeffe vagina flowers all over it. <laughs> hmm. I didn't notice it, and I probably should, considering my uh, meanness. I uh, love you, Mom, but that giant purple Georgia O'Keeffe painting that you have over the fireplace is very vaginal. I love yeah, it, but no, that needs to <laughs> that needs to go. Is right? that why you're gay? Is that your root? No, this this came when I was in college, but Okay, thank God. My mom oh. of Georgia O'Keefe and I'm like, Mom, vagina <laughs> I love that it whistled in the background as you said vagina. <laughs> yes, I have a bunch of devices that are uh screaming at me because I have notifications. Sorry about that. So, um, I just that... wanted to whistle like that every time you say vagina. It's like vagina. Is that going to be like our fart button? Oh, I wish it could be. Um, okay, so moving right along, um, I I just want to say that I really enjoyed Ted every time. I, I really enjoy it every time I see it because there's just so many layers of fucked up. Um, yeah, it's it's really abusy. And it's yeah. really creepy, and it's not good, but... Oh, yeah, not good by any stretch of the imagination. It's very much a monster of the week, which we've established are the weakest episodes. But it's... I don't it's, I don't think the monster of the week are the weakest episodes. I think the weakest ones are when they're trying to be epic and failing. Oh, yeah. Epic failure is, is pretty... I pretty like Sometimes they get it right when it involves Spike and... Kind of Drusilla, but I think Spike is carrying most of the weight there, and Kendra. But, like, the first one, no. Oh, yeah, the first it's... one, they, they really didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They're, they're starting to get their feet under them now, and uh, I'm, I'm just so excited for what's coming. Anyway, okay, um, okay so on to bad eggs. So, this, I, I, was, I was so fucking hungry while watching these, because I'm like, I... I don't know why, but I love me some hard-boiled eggs. They are delicious and nutritious and full of cholesterol. Yes, but the good cholesterol. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was – so I have to ask, did anyone ever make you carry babies, sacks of flour, dolls nope. around? Is that nope. – was that ever a thing? Nope, 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 I, nope, 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 nope. I don't even – I can't remember a sex ed class that I had past freshman year, and that was at my first high school. I mean we maybe 
I don't know. Maybe I, I, I got it out of my head or something, but like. Because I, I went to military school, so this kind yeah. of bullshit was, that was not. All male military school, so. No, like, it wasn't all male. Oh, it wasn't? Why did I think that? It anyway. was only about 10% female, so. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it's, um. Yeah, so it's like I know that my middle school and high school experience was not typical. Yeah. But yeah, no, this never was a thing. Cuz like Saved by the Bell did it me. and um like I Boy Meets World probably did it and I'm just I I want to find a real example of a human being who actually went through this. Was this ever a thing? Okay, listeners, um whenever wherever you are Message us or post to the thing if you ever did this with, like, eggs or sacks of flour or a chicken or whatever the fuck it is they made you carry around to simulate being a parent and having responsibility. Because I think it's a myth. I can't I, I can't think of a single person I know who had to do this either. Um, I, I, again, also with the, the career aptitude tests, too. Because they're, they're tropes on comedies and, and high school shows, but I've never seen one in the wild you know yeah i haven't either um the closest the closest we got was like you know the pre-sats and then if you were so inclined the asvab um the asvab the asvab it's the test you take before you join the military oh okay yeah and that wasn't really school sponsored. I was just in ROTC, so we had the options. Yeah, I didn't do it until I was actually joining. There's a lot of rites of passage that just don't seem to be real. That yeah, they're just TV. made up. <laughs> right, and but they they gave us unrealistic expectations about what we would run into in high school. Um, but by the way, Xander and Cordelia, I I am loving this pairing. Did I lose you? Just for a second. There, there are secret makeouts in the, the closets and stuff. Uh, let's be real. Mm. They're fucking. Okay, I know yeah. They're, they're, I know that they're, like, trying to stay on the off the CW's radar. Yeah, um, they're trying to be PG about this, but, but they no, are absolutely They are absolutely boots. having sex. Oh, so. my God. So many boot knockings. Um, yeah, they, like, I... Xander's going to have to get a part-time job just to pay for condoms. I kind of feel like Cordy would have an IUD. At 16? Yes. You can't... Oh, sweetie, you. this is how little you know about uh, gynecological care. So up until very recently, they would only give IUDs to women who were married. Even in the 90s? Considering my, spe- mo- my especially mom... Especially in the 90s. specialist... Uh, but she was giving Norplants at this time. So maybe she had a Norplant. Um, no, she she maybe was on the pill. Maybe. The thing is, people are so afraid of teenagers and their sexuality that they don't want to give um, real-life pregnancy preventive care to young girls because they think that'll make them slutty. Yeah, but Cordelia has an allowance – probably has an allowance that is the GDP of Slovenia. So. Yeah, probably, but does she have access to medical care that her parents don't find out about? I don't know. Possibly. That's what, I, see, I, I went to school with a, with a lot of rich white people, 
So in a lot of states, and especially in small towns, it's totally a thing where you can't get access to medical care without them informing your parents, especially reproductive care. It's a thing. And yes, but rich, rich white kids get away with a lot. Rich white kids do get away with a lot, but it's daddy's money. I think I, I honestly think Cordy is on the pill at best. And I, I know there were a lot of girls at Texas Military Institute who were on birth control outside, well, yes. outside on, of condoms. So, on birth control, yes, but that just means the pill in this case. Maybe an implant, maybe, but only super maybe. Also, they were really concerned about how those hormones were going to affect the young growing girls. Um, so... The pill had been tried and tested since the 60s. We know the side effects. Yes, they're unpleasant, but we know them. But having an implant is a bit extreme and, again, leads the parents to this idea that their little precious angels are going to become big old hoe-bags, and they really can't wrap their brains around that. The pill gives this kind of warm, fuzzy feeling that maybe she'll, she'll do something silly on prom night, and that's a rite of passage. But the idea that she's going to go bang some nerd every chance she gets in the in the uh, uh, utility closet really bothers parents, like really, really bothers them. Um, the idea that, you know, teenagers are sexual beings and want to have lots of it really bothers them. They don't they, – it's this kind of slut-shaming attitude that is most pervasive for teenagers – um, the, that's why the idea of getting pregnant at 16 is considered like the most shameful thing a woman can do. Like, seriously, you don't recover from that. If you were pregnant from 16, you keep that shit secret your entire life. Did I go on a rant? I went on a rant. I think, um, and I, I, I just, I think you're underestimating what wealthy teenage girls can get away with. I think you're overestimating what wealthy teenage girl parents are going to allow. I, <laughs> I think you're under you're overestimating what wealthy teenage girl parents can find out. Uh, or care to? That's true. Yeah. It's nanny culture. They may be completely. This was, this was before there was the this was before the helicopter parenting thing. Like these were, these were kids in military school. They all had cars. You know, if they wanted something, they could get it. There was a lot of blow okay, going yeah, around. But... There was plenty of Adderall. I don't think there was any problem getting birth control. Okay, so. but that's the thing. Again, w again with the uh, uh, strange situation you grew up in, wasn't it a boarding school? It, it was boarding optional. Okay. So, like, yeah, these kids had all this freedom, but their parents also weren't around for a lot of them. And that again, that's a thing. When your parent, when you have to go home every day and, and daddy has to look at you, Daddy wants some reassurance that you didn't just get plowed a minute ago. Well, it's less than 5% of the students lived on campus, so. Okay. I am talking yeah. about, you know, people who went to school. They went to school in uniform, mm -hmm. but they went to school and they went home every day. And okay. it, was, it was an expensive school. The girls had money. They had no problem getting cars or Adderall or cocaine, so. They're they're resourceful. I think I think Cordelia could be on some kind of birth control. Anyway, they are fucking. This is they are doing <laughs> oh, yeah. it on a bucket. <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely. Yes, in every, like oh man, and they are doing some nasty shit too. And I'm I'm kind of liking this. It's it's even a little sexy how how they throw shit and burn each other. Yeah. And 
Like, I, for, I, I forget. I hate you. Let's go. <sighs> yeah, I forget what she said. Something that I can't believe I'm forgetting this because I was like, "Oh yes, Cordelia, I love you." When she said, um, "I don't want to do it with the lights on," because <laughs> that, oh, was, yeah. that was some grade like, A burn. What <laughs> are you like? Seriously, you're gonna say that now? So, and, but it totally just stoked their flames, right? And, um, like, I, both of them are get, I think they both have a little humiliation kink in them. So I think they're kind of low-key tapping that on each other without Yeah, there, there, there is, there is a mutual BDSM element to it. It's like, this is so wrong. Yeah, it is. And this is why I'm loving this pairing so much, because there's, there's a lot to unpack here. And Mm -hmm. it's, I'm kind of, I, I don't know how much of it is us projecting, but there's, it feels like this is this pairing is a lot smarter than it has any right to be well, for either I mean, of these characters because they're both morons. Well, okay, so but the thing is, they're not okay. Xander's totally a moron, but Cordy isn't. But she just, mm, she's in her little box, and this he's is her in her little re- box. Oh God, damn it! <laughs> but like, this is her rebellion against all of the like expectations of everybody and you know that's why it's fun and she hasn't realized that because she's not super self-aware um and yeah oh oh wait they totally point to the idea that they're totally banging and not just making out when they talk about the negative consequences of I having no this this oh yeah they could not have made that so more without saying these two are putting their naughty bits in each other's naughty bits they are flapping their genitals against each other. So there's a fight um, that is played out through proxy in the um, in the sex ed class, mm-hmm. and this is when we get the stupid contrivance of the eggs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now we forgot to mention that Buffy is at the mall with her mom and meets up with another vampire. And oh at yeah. First, I was I I hate that kind of cowboy hat the one that looks like an orange juice squeezer <laughs> yeah but i don't know it kind of worked on this guy i kind of liked their attitude and their energy the brothers oh, he he's the kind of guy that would wear that hat and kind of pull it off like there there's a very particular guy that that hat is made for yeah and yeah i i knew every single one of him in the military do you remember? So do you remember the the mid to late '90s cowboy kicker kick thing that happened? Did oh that yeah, happen I in I, SoCal. I thought it was just me. No, it absolutely happened because I was crazy into country music in the mid to late '90s, and a lot of it was because country music was actually good then. Um, Garth Brooks ruled the world, uh, and his stuff. I mean, cheesy as it is, it's entertaining. He is quite the entertainer. Um, but, yeah, there was this whole country thing, and my family really latched onto it. And so I had just moved in with my grandparents and my aunt mom, and they were really, really into country. Um, so, yeah, all the time I was hearing about, oh, yeah, aunt mom's going country line dancing, and we were learning it in school. It was totally a thing. Everyone had a little bit of country chic about them. Yeah, I, I, I was coming – coming of age and I realized like oh this must be a Texas thing because I didn't see this thing on TV but then when I went yeah. to college in Texas it was gone 
So Yeah, no, in, in the mid to late 90s, that was everywhere. The whole, like, you know, you would just get random people in boots all of a sudden. And country radio was huge. Like, so, like country radio had some of the best DJs, and you were like, how did this even happen? And country was cool for a hot minute. Um, and the music was really good. Like, serious, like, I mean, I know I was a teenager, so whatever happened while I was a teenager seems like the best music ever because that's how we're wired. But it, it just, no, mid, mid to late 90s country was really fun um, and catchy. And, yeah, it was it was a good time for, for it was a good time to have a little bit of country. Mm-hmm. Right. So she meets she meets these uh, and there's a book about them, too. Um, these cowboy vampires that are from Abilene. And I actually know I've actually been to Abilene, which is sad. Um, yeah. Yes, so, yes, it is. But, um, but, but yeah, the, they're pretty prolific. They're given the eggs, and the eggs are gross. They have little face huggers in them that are purple. <laughs> yeah, they do. It was, uh, and uh, one of and there there was that scene where like the the giant arm came out and went up Buffy's nose and nothing happened from that yeah. at all. I did not It was just that. foreshadowing. It was foreshadowing that these eggs are bad news. Because yeah. all the other foreshadowing wasn't enough. They had to hit us over the head with a mallet. Well, I got that from the title. It was bad eggs. Like, I knew there was something funky about the eggs. You didn't have to... Yeah, but people don't pay attention to sh- titles, and the the, sh- the showrunners know that. <laughs> So the the eggs are Xander has hard boiled his so that it won't break, but that's not how it works. Because <laughs> he's nobody's fool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, Willow and Buffy for are are getting really creepy with theirs. So I thought like they came out, they went up your nose and infected your mind there, but Buffy didn't really seem to. Um, that was the only time that came up. So I kind of wonder if maybe this was, um, re-edited closer to air date maybe i don't know because uh, it seemed like there was some kind of mind control that was going on with the tentacles coming out but then later it's they they hatch and attach to the back and that's it um so what i think was happening with the up your nose part was it was just sapping their strength oh and yeah maybe there was a rewrite halfway through i i have no knowledge of this thing but yeah um later the, the next stage is for the tentacle monster to take after it's you know fed off you for a while to take over your body and control you um, but have you still be mostly yourself uh-huh. like because Willow did a lot of willowy things during this mind control stuff until she went all fucked up and evil right um, and someone hid an egg in the library um, I did catch that but Xander has hard boiled his so he's going to be fine Oh yeah, that's why he's like not tired. He's just cool. He's just chilling. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So late at night, Buffy's egg. Uh, she goes out. And she kills some vampires, and she comes back, and the egg fucking hatches into this gross little thing. Uh, yeah, it scurries. I hate things that scurry. Scurry is uh, a terrible, terrible word. It's almost as bad as moist. Well, it it's on them on a peak, and that's the problem. Because it's an unpleasant thing. Scurrying is... Is skitter better? No. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so, it. yeah, she stabs it and she calls Willow, but Willow's very mellow about all this thing. Like, maybe you just got a bad one. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm a pod person. Yeah. Um, so Cordelia, it's it's very hard to wear a teddy bear backpack and find an outfit that works. So, <laughs> But Cordelia up. manages it somehow. It's not as stylish as she normally is, but, like, considering the bear backpack was a plot point, like... Hats off, costume designer. Well, yeah. And also, you know, Cord- not all of Cordelia's fashion choices ha- are are going to be winners. You know, you take some chances in high school that perhaps are, are not as well thought out as you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, totally believable that she'd be like, no, no, I'm owning this trend. Fuck you. So, yeah, and the it's in... In her bag, and Xander tries to eat his egg because he's hungry, and his his carb candy bar is just isn't doing it for him. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, almost takes a bite of I don't know what this thing is, alien creature horror. Yeah, this purple face hugger thing. Yeah, and that freaks him out pretty good, which I appreciated. I thought he had the exact right reaction to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. They take it to the science lab, and they're about to start dissecting it, and then Cordy and Willow snap and knock them both out and toss them in a closet. Like you do. Seems legit. And I, I gotta say that I, I forgot to mention that night that the security dart guard finds the um, the basement door open. Mm-hmm. I was really glad that he survived this, because I'm kind of done with the black security guards getting eaten. Yeah, yeah, it's. I I I feel you on that one. Uh-huh. It's it's a trip that needs to stop. Um. So yeah. Uh. There's a all the all the other students are now mindless zombies in service of the eggs, and um, meanwhile the the two cowboy vampires are just hanging out in the, um, in the sewer and decide to have a punching contest, which is. Something I would totally believe of the guys who dressed in as cowboys. No, yeah, that was actually really good, like characterization. That's I, totally, yeah, I, I have watched that thing happen. Yeah, I, I'm like, oh, oh, that works. So yeah, um, accurate. Yep. Totally I, I don't know why they're in the episode. They served no purpose, but they were entertaining. So. Because she's a vampire slayer, and occasionally it's nice to have vampires, because there were no vampires in the last episode. Uh, okay. Um, sure. I, <laughs> I just, it, I, I feel like the show's weakness is when they're trying to do vampire stuff. I mean, Spike makes it work. But yeah. But all the other vampire stuff, the master is terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Marla was good, but it's just the whole vampire cabal thing just doesn't work work for <laughs> at all well maybe it'll get better maybe maybe so um so yeah so it turns out that they're all being turned into mindless slaves uh buffy is snuck out despite the fact that she has been grounded <laughs> yeah yeah she was why was she grounded again oh who cares <laughs> it's true um Yes. 
where was I? Oh, so oh yeah, mom, go, mom goes to uh, the library, and we learn that Giles has also been taken over, and he introduces her to the grossness that is the the thing, the face hugger that goes the back hugger, I guess, the tramp yeah, stamp hugger, the spine hugger, tramp stamp hugger. Oh yeah, totally tramp stamp hugger. Yeah. So, um, and it turns out they're um, they're uncovering in the basement this giant brain blob that um, how did that not get destroyed when the the penis demons sprouted at the finale of last season it may have burrowed there on its own okay. but yeah and the ba- the bad thing is called the bezor yeah bezor. Yeah, that's very strange. Um, um, so Xander and Buffy, which I think is my least favorite pairing of any of the characters here. Yeah, because Xander's at his worst when he's trying to impress Buffy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they, they wake up and they find two eggs. Um, Buffy smashes them, as you do, uh, and... Uh, Goes in search of Giles. They find out that Giles is a pod person, and so they they try to uh, they try to find out some stuff from said Giles pod person, and then they hear a scream from the the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they run out to find uh, some rando nerd just being like, "Oh no, I'm fine. Everything's fine." So I guess they're not telepathic, and then they can't really tell who is infected and who isn't until they kind of. Uh, show their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they head down to the basement and they're trying to uncover this thing. Yeah, like you do. Uh, and they're and the the cowboy vampires decide to follow them in. And I was I was kind of hoping that these two vampires would say, "Oh, this is fucked up. We're going to help you out, and we're going to part amicable enemies here." Mm-hmm. But that didn't really happen. Well. So. They're, they're vampires and stuff, um, so they, they, they're not nice, um, they're, they're not like, hey, let's be on the same team for, for our survival, and, you know, one of the brothers did get pretty dead. Yeah, he gets eaten by the giant blob monster, and then, uh, there's, there's, I was, uh, I was like, please don't kill Joyce, um, because that would be... Uh, that would probably be good character development if Buffy had to deal with killing her mom, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready for Joyce to go. I want some some more out of her. Yeah, um, Joyce and, is a quality character. And I kind of, like, they did have a scene over breakfast where they were um, actually, before the grounding happens, Joyce was, like, kind of being a friend to Buffy. You know, that can rarely happen when you're a parent of a teenager. Yeah. And then it all gets shot to hell when she gets grounded. So I oh, actually, I really liked that scene, and I'm like, okay, so it, it's kind of Gilmore Girls-y, but <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I, I'd like some more Gilmore Girls in this. I want Buffy and Joyce to have a good relationship. Um, but it's hard when you're leading a double life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... The monster gets destroyed when Buffy gets grabbed and pulled in, and she's but she has a, a pick with her, and she destroys the fuck out of it. Well, yeah. I mean... And I'm assuming nobody remembers what happened when they were under mind control. 
Yeah, they they all seem to get some convenient amnesia. Right, and which I, is just as well. I think Giles knows because he's he's read the book on it, um, mm-hmm. and Buffy turns out to be grounded. And yeah, so the the older vampire brother survives. Yeah, doesn't like, he like run off into the light yeah. night? Yeah, it's like this town sucks. So I hope we see more of him because he was actually pretty interesting. But then again, I don't think he'll be that interesting without his brother. Yeah, it it was the pair of them and their relationship that made them interesting and cool. Um, as is the way of vampires. Vampires on their own are just angsty and, and like, bloodthirsty demons from hell. Mm-hmm. But when they actually, like, interact with each other, that's when they have, like, human traits and shit. And that's that's way more interesting than, you know, bloodthirsty demons from hell. That is fair. Mm-hmm. So those are our episodes, and I mean they were they were a big step down, but they I don't think they were bad. They were just less. Okay, you remember it's early, it's still early, and it and they're finding their stride. It's getting there, but you can't maintain that kind of tension that you have with the spike plot lines and the the other Slayer and stuff. You can't maintain that all the time. Um. Well, I I feel like this show would benefit from having half as many episodes. Possibly. But so. we went through that with Alias, too. Yeah, we did. But um, Alias but, did not... Alias did not forget everything that happened last week, like these two episodes did. So. Okay, yeah. Um, although I liked in the first one... That's, that's another thing I liked, is they actually talked about things that happened before. Mm-hmm. And... So I, I give him I give it a lot of forgiveness in that like okay we we are on a timeline here things have happened people have taken in information and are processing it so yeah particularly the Scooby Gang but you can tell that other people in the town are kind of noticing that this place is fucked up yeah so I think those are our episodes so I think we should say hi to some new patrons don't you I think we should all right so. It has been three weeks since we recorded an episode, and I know you guys, you haven't, uh, we haven't missed anything because we do these a couple weeks in advance just for, you know, so that life can happen and you guys aren't without your Buffy. Um, so, mm. that means we've got quite a few new patrons to list. So, Ida Udbach, Trish, I don't have a last name for you, Trish, sorry, um, Brittany Erdman. Bree Gareth, another one with no last name, Kai, K-H-A-I, Daniel W., Elisa Aranga, Zachary Keith Muir, that that name sounds familiar, Sarah Sabzwari, I'm sorry, Sarah, that's, that's a lot of consonants. That's a killer name on the Scrabble board, though. There's a Z and a W and a B. Robert Lanning, Sarah Tripp, Juliet Curran, John Hooper, Zach Gotula, Benjamin Thalamus, Elizabeth Brennell, Amanda Campbell, Chelsea Mayo, Maisha Evans, Guava Corvallis, Christopher, no last name, sorry buddy, Manja Johansson, <coughs> Louis G., and Jane Booth. So welcome, guys. I hope you guys have joined the uh, Unspoiled Patrons Only group, uh, and you've said hi, and 
can look forward to your uh, rewards. So yeah, feel um, free to comment. That's that's where the fun is. Yeah, comments. You get access to. You know, I'm just gonna go ahead. Become a patron at Patreon.com/unspoiled. You get access to the patrons-only podcast. You get everything at, at least a day early. We we tend to give them ours out two or three days early. Um, you get access to cocktail hours with Natasha and lunch hours with Natasha. Everything's tiered, so you pay more, you get more. You can buy ad time that we're, we'll actually, um, if you want us to promote your thing, like you know, become a patron at the right level, and we will we will shoot some commercials for you and play them on our on our show. So, yeah, this is how you support us. And uh, building an empire is expensive, and we got to pay for hosting fees and microphone socks, cheap wine, and you know, like Natasha's rent and shit. So yep. if you want this, you know, if you want, if you like unspoiled, give to us, you know, it's like $5 a month. That's one latte and that's yep. not even a latte for you bitches. Cause I know you love your seven pumps of caramel, extra whipped cream, 60 or oh, 70 shots. They, they don't charge me extra. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know it's me? But anyway. not everyone sleeps with the baristas, so. But, okay, fine. <laughs> but there's another way you can support us, uh-huh. and that's by giving us reviews on iTunes. Oh, because do we have you, some reviews? We have some reviews. Actually, I thought we only had one, but I think we have two because um, I don't remember reading this other one online okay. or on, on the cast. So I'm going to go with it. All right, Re- let's do this. So from Jackie May. On November 9th, rewatching Buffy couldn't be more fun. I haven't watched Buffy for about a decade, and after plowing through several other unspoiled podcasts, The Wire, people! I was so glad for this chance to revisit the late 90s camp that is Buffy. M&B are hysterical, and Money's first take on episodes makes me so happy. A great escape! Exclamation point. All right. Well, thank Thanks, you very much, Jackie. Jackie May. That was fantastic. Now, here's a really long one from Grimwish10. Grim spelled with a Y, folks, so you know it's serious. Five stars. Things you ought to know. As a big fan from the beginning, yes, I paid to see it in the theater, the show A Darwin Send. I don't know why – I don't know what that means, A Darwin Send. I think maybe it was a voice-to-text uh, – uh, Oh, God. Mistake. I don't know. Um, but the show would Darwin's end. Anyway, I used to record the eps because they only made a, because they only made certain episodes available in the VHX box set. Having a rewatch and hearing commentary from someone who has not seen it ever is like watching them all over again. The only thing that it, that money cannot enjoy any of... Oh, the only thing is that money cannot enjoy any of the books or magazines that came out when the show was on. Wait, okay, I'm Grimwish. sorry. Stop, stop. There's yeah. an extended universe. Oh yeah, there are tie-in novels, oh, and there my. were all these articles oh, that were happening when it was when it was happening. There was an article in TV Guide about who would win in a fight, Buffy or Xena. 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 Anyway, because <laughs> she has a fucking sword, guys. Um, anyway. Without giving anything away, there are seven watchers' guides, three of, three official and four UN, un, I don't know, unofficial. There we go. A monster book, the Slayer slang book, and one about Slayer philosophy. I laugh every time Money points out the fashion in 
as every outfit on every character is mentioned, even down to pointing out that Buffy's rings are girly brass knuckles. Ah, denial thy name is Sunnydale speaks of everything that people ignore in the time before social media when people going missing was not a reason to get upset. The violence that occurs varies to what the censors will allow. The easy-to-follow formula is, fight all you want, just don't show blood. If the scene calls for lots of blood, then there is less violence. The only thing not in these guides are the body counts, so I watched every episode and made a list of how many demons versus how many vampires are slaying, how many times Giles is knocked out, and how many times shirts are taken off. If it wasn't for Buffy leading the way, none of the CW shows would have had so many topless men. I will post those numbers at the end of the series. <laughs> Thank you. All okay. right. Wait, there's one There's one more paragraph. Oh, God. If you've read this far, you don't need much else to convince you to listen to the podcast. And, Jeff, you will be out of excuses for not following your dream of dance before this runs out. Thank you, Andrew and Tacoma. Thank you, Andrew. That was fantastic. Wow. Okay. We have some – we have – wow. <laughs> That's just <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. All right. So there's there's one last thing you guys can do to help us out, and that's go to unspoiledpodcast.com slash Amazon. Do your Christmas shopping because we through our affiliate link, we get like – I think it's like 6% of whatever yeah. you spend on Amazon goes directly back into the unspoiled coffers. So and that is that, super helpful. That can helpful. lead up to a pretty penny if you are buying your mom a vacuum. Right. Um, yep. So, yeah, that's all we wanted to say. So do you have any uh, products you want to plug, bitches? Um, I, well, if you're listening to this now, then you've already missed my amazing convention. So I'll plug that later on in the year. Right now I just want to say thanks for listening, and uh, I'll have something new to sell you next week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, uh, everyone. Bye, bitches. Bye, money. Bye, listeners. Bye. Spoiled Network Podcast.